0: review y'all jump the rest of them. jump with my boy john hastings john hastings up in his bitch and that dude dylan gott bro dylan gott so what you got you know what it is come on welcome everyone to the wrestler review my name is john hastings his name is dylan gott the Bart Gun of this podcast, Dylan Gunn, I'm the Billy Gun. that means I have longevity <laughs> and also... Oh, that's not true. I'm deceptively tall. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this week we begin our six-part series on Billy Gunn, a.k.a. Monty Sop,
1: possibly the worst real name I've ever heard in my entire life. You want to know why we're doing six parts, Yes, I John? do. The analytics on Hardcore Holly were very friendly. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what people want. <laughs> you... We're going to do a, uh, one Sunday, we're going to do a 14-minute episode on, um, who haven't we done yet? Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He came out, he fucking car crash or plane crash or something. How would you do the but fast, the
0: fastest Ric Flair episode?
1: It'd be like, uh, all right, he was born, woo,
0: women bad, boo's good, woo, win match, boo, Dusty Rhodes dead.
1: Yeah, no, it would just be... Um, No dad, fat, plane crash, champion, old, death scare, dead.
0: When he dies, I really look forward to the look of relief on his children's face.
1: Just like, I won't have to see that guy's fucking dick again. (laughs) It must be weird to be like... This is my dad, Ric Flair. Oh, uh, yes, your father tried to have sex with me, and then when I said no, wept until it happened.
0: Oh yeah, he definitely cries before, he, or has like weird excuse reasons for why you have to sleep with him.
1: There's a really horrible story about Frank Sinatra that I feel like is probably a lot like. Rick's, Go on. Um, where Frank Sinatra went over to, and now I forget the woman's name. I think it was Jaja Gabor went to Jaja Gabor's I like house. It and showed up drunk and went we're gonna bang and then she said no and he said well how about this if we don't fuck i'm gonna wake your kids up i'm gonna wake your fucking kids up and then he's gonna fuck the kids he said he was gonna wake the kids up and get the cops called because he's gonna spend so much of a ruckus like he basically just whined and then she was like fine and then they had sex <sighs> and that's uh that's the worst thing i've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> pathetic um but we're doing Billy Gunn today and Billy Gunn
0: the what here's something I can say about Billy Gunn Billy Gunn's probably not had to take it he's just gets given it when it comes to sex and you know what I'm great with that here's the shocking thing about Bill about the wrestler review we are really into consent even though some of the characters that we portray definitely are not and Dylan's not but I am now listen. Um, Billy Gunn, as it turns out, um, there are two Billy Guns looking out there on the internet for this six part, um, reflection on the career of possibly the most dynamic performer that we've ever known in the sport of wrestling. <laughs> and that is good boy, Bill, good boy, Billy Gunn, who's just taking his vitamins and having a nice time. And then there's bad boy, Billy Gunn, who is in two pills and meth yeah. and booze. And he looks really red. And that guy is real bitter and really wants you to know that Razor Ramon fucked a baby. So we're really gonna have to take some of his comments with a grain of salt. And basically just let's keep track of how he descends into a little lady I like
1: to know I like to know as Andiction. He's a man who no doubt has had a wrestling ruin his life. He would have been much, much better. As the Hardcore Holly. I 100% disagree.
0: I 100% disagree. Wrong. Wrong. Absolutely fucking wrong. Here's the reason. Hardcore Holly had a welding job. Billy Gunn had a, I'm a
1: rancher. I'm a rodeo man. Yes, he is. He was a rodeo man.
0: He went to university at Sam Houston State University where he studied and completed a degree in professional... In uh, rodeo skills and ranching, and then completed a professional rodeo cowboys association course in his mid twenties.
1: That's pretty sweet. Yeah, man. Can you imagine someone that's more well fucked than someone who does the rodeo?
0: Do you remember? And I think about it all the time. At the Calgary Stampede a couple of years back, there was just that video of the two guys and the one girl having a threesome just in the road. No, I don't know what that's like. yeah, yeah. And their excuse
1: basically was, it's the rodeo, bro. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I like about Billy Gunn is that he, probably his thing about wrestling was like, you know what the weird thing is? Less sex than usual. Yeah. I uh, I don't know. I guarantee Billy Gunn, especially during the smoking gun days, he got it done in the fucking shade. Yeah, but that was probably because more he was... As attractive as he is, unless that he was a pro wrestler. I'm saying no, that, like, I'm
0: sorry, I disagree. Oh, I'm that thinking... guy,
1: that guy, kind of seems like a dickhead. Oh, what does he do? Oh, he's he's in the rodeo. Yum, 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 yum. But then he doesn't. No one knows that he was just a clown in the barrel. Maybe he was just a clown in the barrel. He didn't even. I choose. I choose. He didn't ride the bulls. He just was the clown.
0: Um, that pro wrestlers get some skirt. It's just weird wrestler skirt. I was just at a wrestling convention. There's stuff going on down there, it's just, it's not necessarily stuff that, listen, it's the kind of ice cream shop where you don't really get to choose your flavor, you know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> it's a chip truck on the side of the hallway. Yeah,
0: highway. you're not really sure exactly what you're ordering, but as it turns out, that's what you wanted, I guess. Do you want a burger, do you want
1: a dog, or do you want to get the fuck out of my face? Um, you want none of, yeah. Yeah. Do you know this? Did you know that uh, – how do you think he got into wrestling? Uh,
0: he was a rodeo clown and he uh, roped a bull and the bull farted and Vince McMahon was walking by and yelled, hire that man. How does everyone get into wrestling? Bruce Pritchard is eating a corn dog near a rodeo. <laughs> Billy Gunn walks by him. Bruce Pritchard's like, hey, you pass me the syrup. Billy Gunn's like, you're eating – that's- You're eating a hot dog. He doesn't have syrup,
1: and he's like, "You got moxie, kid." So it was a syrup drinking contest, and he beat doing yeah, the clown. That- no, he, um, of course, w- <laughs> just like how Hulk Hogan got in. He was where he was working out with Ron and Don. Harris oh no. Head showtime brian lee yeah this is the other thing is that if he's friends with ron and don harris you can look this up but they have white supremacist yeah yeah, yeah. we've covered this a lot on the podcast ron and don harris he's at least fine with conversational racism but i mean i guess he was in the rodeo
0: so. yeah like i was gonna say do you think ron and don harris are any less
1: racist than the rodeo people <laughs> It's crazy that his name is also Monty Kipsop. <laughs> There's not one nor- good
0: name. Rodeo here. gentlemen are also the kind of racist where it's just like, it's it's unnecessary to the point where other racists are like, easy. <laughs> Whoa, man. I'm trying to eat Yeah, here. like it would be like, they would call anything that's brown, like... Oh god! Like they don't know, like they don't know specific countries. No, complete the thought, John. No, like they, they'd be the like, ah, oh, look at this, uh, buh, buh, middle east
1: sauce.
0: You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I get
1: what yeah, you're they're... saying. But you, just so you know, I edited a bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, of you, so you know, of you, <laughs> John went on a long rant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: you edited a bunch of stuff out of you and me, crying, going, Dylan, stop. Stop making shooting noises and go and saying, Pakistan knew all along. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, that was what No, John that's has what you said. Stop
1: it. You- that's what John has tattooed on his chest.
0: That's better than what you have tattooed on your set, which is just Hitler and then the
1: words good guy and then an equal sign <laughs> and then a boner. That's true. I can't dispute that. <laughs> so first Monty Sop got into bodybuilding competitions, which he didn't have to train that hard for, and he got into wrestling around the age of twenty seven and basically Sometimes reading wrestler
0: bios is just like talking to a liar. Uh yeah, I entered some bodybuilding contests, which I didn't have to train that hard for because I'm like really fit already. And then <laughs> I like got into wrestling and I didn't really have to work that hard because I'm also really good at it. And it's like, nah, nah, no, nah, that's true, bud. What do you think happened? I think that he probably worked really hard bodybuilding while also being a rodeo clown and also was that weird kind of farm strength already where it's like, I just did five push-ups to drink some water and now I have abs because every day since I was two, I had to live 1,000
1: pounds worth of hay. No, yeah, that's what he's saying. He's saying that all his hobbies anyway were just exercise. Like he didn't do anything that wasn't exercising. Um, he said he played basically every – he was in a league for every sport weekly except for baseball because it's boring yeah so that kind of tells you where he's at like if, if you don't ru- if you don't run like a beautiful gazelle billy Gunn's not interested that's right run billy look at his beautiful hair Ooh. bouncing to and fro hope it doesn't thin out quickly throughout your career <laughs> so he um he thought wrestling was dumb but decided to start anyway uh, and apparently fell in love with the performance aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, he really liked being in the ring. And I got to tell you, it really warmed my heart reading that, that he was like, did like the look of it. I really enjoy it now. Yeah, and he said he like always had a problem working as a big guy. And mind you this, like Billy Gunn Six is five. as big as Hulk yeah. Hogan. He's he's Hulk Hogan. He just liked bouncing around. And this is the amazing
0: deceptive part of wrestling is you, you would assume that he was um, way shorter than all of those guys, just the, based on how he worked. Like, he's taller than Triple H, yeah. and I swear to God, he's not taller than Triple
1: H, but he is. Yeah, and that's why they, that is why he um, did so well in the late 90s, and why they almost went with him in the late 90s, is because you can't work as a big guy at 6'5 when, you know, The Undertaker's around at 6'10 and Kane's around at. 6'9 or whatever like you have to kind of adjust your style and he never really had to adjust his style but like if Billy Gunn came up now people would be like no I'm sorry you uh, your finisher is a chokeslam because everyone is five. yeah seven. you know he would be a big giant intimidating man
0: in the WWE now that we're at the age of AEW he could do whatever he want in AEW he's like give it could be like I'm a barbecue guy and then you would like come out and have a barbecue for a second and then do 11 drop kicks on a small man and they'd be like whoa wow and Jim Ross would have to get woke up and would say some weird
1: non sequitur and sound real drunk <laughs> <laughs> here's why i think that wrestling ruined his life because billy gunn loved to exercise and not until he started wrestling did he realize i like drinking and i like pills. that's the thing he
0: starts wrestling and he needs to cope with the road and by that i mean one he all right so we're jumping ahead but basically let's get into how he meets um bart gunn and then we can get right into the pills.
1: Take it, baby.
0: Oh, I, I, I've been been scrolling along. Where is it? I read this. Ah, yes, he is on the Independence. Uh, he meets Mike.
1: Pull up a chimba, chak, chick, Chuck. What is? What's their tag team called? At the first? Long Riders.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The long riders. <laughs> it does sound like something, something that a, a that a bad acting woman says in a porn. Oh, welcome! It welcome does. to the saloon. Are you one of those
1: long riders? It sounds like a it sounds like an all cowboy gay porn. Uh no, it could also be a straight porn. Don't be fucking genderist. No, I'm no, killing. No, no, no first thing, I live here's, in what here's what I'm telling Here's what I'm telling you. Only one thing, type of these porn. These guys are hung. What? These guys are hung. Second thing, they're cowboys. First thing you have to know is they're hung. Um,
0: I'm not going to, it's too long to get into, but recently I had to view a bunch of gay porn to uh, confirm or deny that a friend of mine's uh, ex-boyfriend was cheating on him. Here is what I've learned about all gay porn from this experience. Very weirdly Mm lit. Straight porn. Straight porn spends the money on the lighting guy. Gay porn does not. What do you think they spend the extra money on? I'm not sure. I got to be honest. I have thought about it. (laughs) I'd say catering. That's what I. I also assume that they're spending extra money on the craft service table, or they're like, "Listen, we're not going to
1: light it, but you all get a ride home, but you got to share a cab." And they're like, "That's fair." Yeah, for some reason, I feel like this is probably incorrectly, but it's like there's probably just way better spreads. Yeah, it's because it's you're still dealing with porn producers, and they still want to make sure that women are feeling
0: some level of abuse. So they're like, you know, the gay in gay <laughs> porn, we get sandwiches.
1: And the specific <laughs> reason is because there's no women. Oh, there's yeah, there's no real any lighting, but there is a make-your-own omelet bar with its own private <laughs> yeah. chef. Anyway, this is a this is a All right. Line, uh, so. Anyway, back to yeah, you about to make this noise?
0: Um, all right. So he meets Mike Papalapa, the two worst named men in the history of the planet, Monty Kipsop and Michael.
1: Whole when we found out, me and my friend did, that his name was Monty Sop, we were <laughs> laughing for like a day straight. <laughs> it's Monty Kip Sop. <laughs> Monty Sop. It's the best. Sop. Kip. He
0: literally, he's a character yeah. from a, fa- a family three. guy fucking interstitial that, that is ba- from the bad seasons. Well, if it isn't Mr. Sop. Yeah,
1: <laughs> they had a tryout for WWF super quickly because um, basically what happened was... They saw them, J.J. Dillon did, saw the Long Riders, and then just wrote the word yummy on a cocktail napkin, ate it, and said, when do you want to start? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. No, he. here's the thing with J.J. Dillon being the booking guys. J.J. Dillon somehow escapes all of the blame for some really terrible gimmicks in that era. Vince McMahon, just because he's not around, just goes like, ah, I did that. But um, <laughs> JJ Dillon, all like the smoking guns, almost a good idea. Turned out to be a real bad one.
1: I thought the smoking guns were great when I was a kid. I disagree
0: entirely and you're a fucking idiot.
1: Smiling Cowboys, getting along, high fiving? Oh, also, they had to, they had real guns with blanks on them, and then they had to stop that because because it was like, you're shooting guns inside. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I love the idea of Bill Watts like, all right, how this one, it's real bullets, and you point them at the junkyard dog. I
0: just didn't like that they were wearing jeans, because this was still an era where it's like, you can't wear jeans, and they would wear jeans all
1: the time. They did wear I jeans. I didn't like that. That's true, but they had their shirts off. Which means it's time to don't fight. act like I didn't enjoy that. <laughs> you really. Could. The thing about Billy Gunn was he he emoted full stop. So that's why he was better than Bart Gunn. Bart Gunn just had a face, the same face no matter what. But the problem is, is that he Billy Gunn. That being said, he learned a lot from Bart Gunn because this this is tragic. But Billy just like liked wrestling because it was like a fun thing where you got to bop around a bit, and um, Bart liked. It was his whole life.
0: Only in America, by the way, do you find people that are like, I just enjoyed this thing a bit, so now I do it for a profession. Like, you didn't put any thought into it? No! Only America has those people. Oh, yeah. Britain Britain is a nation of people of, I wanted to have a dream, but I was too close to the factory, so now I had to burn my thumbs off so you could have a waffle
1: press. (laughs) No, Billy Billy was like just kept his job. He was doing no, great. Yeah, Billy when he was handed the, his first
0: WWF contract asked if he should keep his day job and Vince McMahon went, ha ha,
1: you'll be fine.
0: <laughs> and then gave him Yeah, and then actually man. then stole some money from his wallet and told him to stop being a bitch.
1: Good for bit good. <laughs> Yeah, he stole his driver's license and wrote, not a man on it. He kept yelling, girl, 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 girl girl at him. And he's like, what? No, stop it. And "And you're going to cry. You're crying. You're crying, boy. So you heard it here first, but the Wikipedia entry says he was on the Indies for eight years. He was not. He was on the Indies for one year. That's from the horse's mouth himself. Nay, nay, Billy Gunn.
0: Yeah. It's just very funny that for some reason they would put that in there. He like, If you're on the Indies for eight years in the 90s, you're... Um, oh, what the fuck is that wrestler called? The one named Joe who just gets beaten up by everybody and, and is really old and just died recently. Gypsy Yeah, you're Joe. Gypsy Joe. That's the only person that was on the indies for eight years in the 90s.
1: <laughs> well, Gypsy Joe was just there. He's like, wait a minute. Someone punches me in the face and I gets a salami? I'll be there. Yeah. Wait, traf- traffic one way? Good. Good. <laughs> But that was cool. So, they, yeah, we start the Smoking Guns, and they're basically there because the Nasty Boys left. And this is the cool thing about the Smoking Guns is it took them a year to win the titles. And in that year, they just did beat up jobbers and were nice boys and you could do that back then basically is they had tiers of tag team you weren't either the champions or not on TV. i
0: remember them debuting and it was basically like they acted like they'd been around forever
1: and so you were just
0: like this makes
1: sense they've been around a long time yeah and wrestling was kind of easier back then because you didn't have to know as many moves and you could just be like what do you do as a baby face you smile and you're a cowboy all right i'm done
0: And they listen. They were a great. They were something the WWE has not really done since. Which is, well, we're just going to put a fucking guy, um, right here. Like we're going to put tag team that's not really going to ever win the belts, but they're just going to do a lot of matches. Not really be on pay per view. Just going to fucking hang out, do it a lot, and eventually they will get the belts in like five years. And that's what they did. Like it was. The slowest fucking slow, 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 slow build I've ever fucking seen in my entire fucking life. Yeah, and it's, they start working with the head shrinkers because... The head shrinkers are showing them how to wrestle, basically. Not basically, that's what they're doing.
1: Yeah, I think this was the feud, but this is like something we've definitely... Lost is I think the head shrinkers fuck up their hats. This might not be it. I I would love no, that's not the head shrinkers. No, that's the Godwins that fuck up their hats. The Godwins fuck up their cowboy hats, and they're like, no, not on my goddamn. This
0: shall (laughs) not pass.
1: But that used to be a thing. Was like guy had part of his outfit, and then it's like he scuffed. Oh, I was listening
0: to the Jim Cornette podcast, which by
1: the way, the drive-through it continues to fucking deliver every. The drive through is fantastic. It, the other one where he just talks about politics, I like less, but still is good. But the drive through is just well, him losing <laughs> it on people being like, Do you like Kenny Omega? No, I fucking do. Let me don't. fucking tell you why I don't fuck it. A
0: man's not supposed to have curly hair. What the fuck? Dennis Condor never had curly hair.
1: Oh, Winnipeg, not a real place. Yeah. Dennis Condor's a man. You
0: don't live in Japan. You visit. You dumb fucking cunt. <laughs> they don't have fruit. Your shit gets too hard and eventually you die. David Von Eric. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, oh, God damn it. I had a great point about. Oh, that he was talking about Big Bubba Rogers. One time someone knocked over his hat off Big Bubba Rogers' hat, uh, head and he was like, You have to beat them up now. You're the heel. If anyone touches your clothes as the heel, you have to beat up the babyface. That's the only way you'll get over. And I think about it. I'm like, yeah, no, that's actually, that's very sound wrestling logic. Unfortunately, half of the time, if you want him to be a heel and you don't want the other guy to get over as a babyface, you have to just get him over, get him to beat the fuck out of each other. Half of the time, he has
1: a great point. It's just like he'll. The other half of the time, he's just talking about how his fans have hard dicks. <laughs> The, key, the, the heels have to win three out of four matches because you would never see a movie where the heel, the guy the main bad guy at the start gets beat up and then beats someone up and then at the end you're like, well, I've already seen him beaten up. Of course he's going to get beaten up. But then his next point will be like, if you wear wrist tape, you are destroying the business.
0: Here's the thing, it's, a, it's important you cunts to tell an uh, an interesting storyline slowly that builds anticipation with the fans, therefore everybody is intrigued and wants to watch next week. Now, if you lace your boots up right to left as opposed to left to right, you are a fucking cunt and you're ruining the business. <laughs>
1: You're exposing the business. No one knows it's fake.
0: Let me tell you, I don't fucking like fucking Billy Gunn. As one time he said to me, how you doing, Cornet?" And they knew we were friends. He ruined the fucking business, that fucking cunt. And we were at a Wendy's <laughs> once, and they were took 11 minutes instead of the usual nine, and I was pissing in a woman's mouth. So she knew why I was angry, and he said, "Corny, you've gone a bit too far." And then I said, "You fucking cunt." Go ahead, go ahead, Dylan. Um, what I'm trying to say is um, pills and booze. Now we're into it. So as soon as they get into they get into the WWF, this is the beginning of the rise of the Click. The Click really encouraged everyone to do drugs and be drunk. Uh, here's my theory: yeah. is because because a few people have said, "Oh, the Click talked a big game, but they didn't party that hard." And I think it was they would try to encourage other people to get drunk so they looked more professional
1: than other people and Vince would just like hearing their story so they'd immediately be like, oh yeah great and plus it's always better to be the guy having five drinks with a with a good buzz and watching the dude who's had 11. yeah, I'm the guy who's, I'm had shit, the who's had five you're the one who's had 11 is. that's what Kevin Nash is yeah Kevin Nash is I've had one wine but, but I'll tell you it's yeah five. I have 11 but it looks like I've had one. You have five, and you start crying. Uh, no, I don't. You do. You, um, you You do. Where else in the world do you think it's like a show of masculinity to like just... <laughs> yeah, I had 20 beers. I didn't even feel it. Well, you got a problem. Yeah, isn't it amazing?
0: <laughs> Only wrestling and stand-up would it be like, oh, I had 20 beers, and now I'm about to go do my
1: job. No, that's also, that's also any small town occupation. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you can perform open-heart surgery, but have you had it where you fucking... Caned two six, nah. Anyway, that guy's dead. Oh, I fucking, I fucking
0: hate small town Canada sometimes. That, Cause that's also particularly I find small town Canada weirdly. I think I think of small town America as slightly better, a little bit more. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Wholesome. You mean
0: racist.
1: Winning. Yeah.
0: It's a little thing I like to call tradition. Now, let's get to it. So, what is happening with Billy and Bart Gunn? They're in the WWE. They're slowly doing pills. They're slowly having a nice time. They're slowly getting to know each other. They're slowly taking off their shirts more often than not, comparing nipple sizes, saying things like, who wants to be
1: my friend? And everyone's like, nobody, actually. It's only a kiss if you ever close your lips, so we'll just keep them open. That's what they said. That was their original catchphrase.
0: Yeah, it is weird that that was their original catchphrase, and a lot of people really just took to it.
1: But this is also the early 90s, so basically everyone's like, hey, you know what you have to do because you're new in the company? You know how uh, professional sports teams, sorry, I shouldn't say that, college sports teams usually have one initiation to do, it's weird. We do that every day for a year. So they just got drunk and did pills. For a fucking year, because wrestling is like being an undercover cop—you have to do what the leaders do, so they trust you. <laughs> like it makes no fucking sense, man. I agree. So they're brought along pretty slowly. They really have everything good to say about everyone, and to and I, this did hit home with me. But they said Billy in particular says that the head shrinkers are really, really underrated because essentially bart knew kind of what he was doing billy didn't really he's just really athletic and the head shrinkers basically taught them how to be professional wrestlers
0: yeah and which makes really warm my heart that the head shrinkers because i was really afraid when i started reading them, like oh god it's going to say something like oh and then the head shrinkers just ate our stuff and beat us up um <laughs> where's your stuff i shoot your, it out in that bucket. your, your stuff's shit bruh um <laughs> yeah you can use that um instead it's the head triggers are like oh we should probably teach these gentlemen how to wrestle because as representatives of the Samoan community um we will have to and our fam- family will have to wrestle them for years to come so let's make sure that they're well trained in the arts and it's just like thank fucking god for the fucking Samoans and man oh man they do a great job the smoking guns really become a very good sort of tito santana-esque tag team in that they are not really ever in contention for the belts but someone who's going to get the belts has to go through or over or under or around the smoking guns and it you just remember them being around if you're watching wrestling at this time they're always in a survivor series team they're always like the second match on superstars great very serviceable organization
1: Exactly. And the tag teams need mid cards too, right? Like, you can't yeah. just have everyone. Yeah, we winning. get it. Before Dylan Youngbuck Young Scott. Though, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, love. Ooh, 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 Super kick party <laughs> or whatever. Um, before we take a break, though, I do want to tell you something because it really made me like Billy Gunn. Um, is that uh, Billy Gunn said of the clique's penchant for shitting in people's bags, It's it was funny as hell, but a bit far i like that i like that he, he's like it, he said it was funny as hell when he did but it was a it was a bit it was a little too much when he sh- when they shit in sunny's back. he
0: makes him overwhelmed i'm overwhelmed by how <laughs> I'm overwhelmed by this once fun. again
1: this guy's in the rodeo so it's like <laughs> just a bunch of shit is not something that would even phase him he'd be like "Ooh, it's like home. Yeah, he just keeps <laughs>
0: well it's not human it's human though it's not cow
1: <laughs> there's so much less yeah. of it it doesn't even count you've eaten the stuff that's in that <laughs> he just doesn't understand why people you could eat day. that <laughs> you could eat that there's parts of it if you mush it up you can make a whole sandwich well i i make a dollar stretch a week <laughs> that's why i don't kiss women wednesday through saturday <laughs> so here's what we're going to do we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back with the smoking guns turn heel something that truly changed Oh, quick the face thing just to clarify for
0: everyone going like but john you haven't really talked about the smoking guns career in 93 94 95 yeah i have second match on superstars they were always at the survivor series that's what they did you'd hear the <laughs> music that's what they would do they'd come out for a bit wrestle a little bit leave
1: shoot Shoot real guns guns. that's very important they would
0: shoot real guns (laughs) they had real guns with blanks (laughs) that's
1: so fun prop guns no real guns are better yep good point no no let's have real weighted guns we bring four guns well that was the whole thing about the smoking guns (laughs) was what i thought they were going to do when they were heels was just shoot the other team and win like, these guys are unstoppable now. That, they that shoot was,
0: people. yeah. The Vince McMahon's plan was for them to actually shoot the heavenly bodies as a message to Jim Cornette because Smoky Mountain Wrestling, Jim, uh, Vince McMahon felt was drinking his milkshake because he, he wanted to have TV on in Johnson City, Tennessee. Yeah, he wanted to. Smoky Anderson County. Yeah, uh, I think you'll find that Knoxville, Tennessee is my fucking backyard, Jimmy. Um,. I was gonna
1: play that high school. Yeah, I was gonna buy that high school and fuck the math teacher. <laughs> my my teacher uh, I thought you were gonna say mascot. Math teacher
0: died in a fire last week, Vince. That's right. My tes- tastes <laughs> have matured. Oh, I'm so sorry. Mm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've been talking to Gene. <laughs> <You like? laughs> I found one of Jean's journals on a bus. Seems pretty fun. <laughs> a lot of drawings. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna take a ad break for our sponsor, which is us and come back.
0: I've been uh I've
1: been sl- I've been putting a cup on my
0: skin mound where my dick is, so it actually makes my cock bigger.
1: That's the start of this ad. Oh go to patreon.com <laughs> backslash wrestler review and donate <laughs> donate to us. Five dollars gets you exclusive access to our Patreon feed and Episodes ahead of time for 25 bucks. you can select a wrestler to review. One guy did Buck Zoom off, who is a pedophile rapist, and we still reviewed him, goddammit. We have no allegiances.
0: Go to Patreon to hear the Buck Zoom off episode, also known as the time where two friends are pushed to the fucking edge.
1: <laughs> yo, 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 patreon.com backslash wrestler review or rate us on iTunes. Subscribe, throw yourself out a fucking window. Who gets a shit? Welcome back, everyone.
0: Dylan's got a revelation he was supposed to tell us. He didn't tell us in the first half.
1: Go ahead, Dylan. I watched a WWE documentary on Nigel McGuinness, the one wrestler we will never review. Why won't we ever review him, John? Go on. He, by his own words, said he has never had unprotected sex. What?
0: Not even by accident? Not even when the condom broke?
1: I'm sure in the context, he meant with someone he wasn't dating, but... He's off the list. (laughs) Yeah, good luck getting on a Raw with that attitude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let me say Let's do a now quick to change review. the name of the show to Domes. Do they, oh, my God. Wait a minute. Is Nigel McGuinness now in the WWE? I'm very confused. He's a commentator on NXT, and that's where he'll stay because he doesn't like that skin on skin, baby. Let me
0: say this about Ring of Honor. It's done. Ring of Honor is done. Ring of Honor
1: has a year yeah, left. AEW ate Ring of Honor long ago. Yeah,
0: AEW. The second they announced AEW, Ring of Honor should have just gone. Everyone go over there. We're gonna go back to doing what Sinclair Broadcasting does best—making sure women are second class for Jesus.
1: <laughs> Although I don't know, unless Sinclair Broadcasting decides Ring of Honor is a good sinkhole to hide their earnings, well, and they, they just do have to spend a lot of money on one on one wrestler just to make it look like they're spending a lot of money, and they just get Barack Obama to be their champion. Yeah, they get Barack <laughs> Obama over yeah. wrestling. Yeah, we paid him $100 million. It's so little compared to how much money we make, but we need to make it seem like we're spending all of it. But here's the thing is,
0: most wrestlers worth their soul would take AEW less money
1: than um, uh, go to Ring of Honor at this point. Oh, for sure. There's already a lot of WWE wrestlers who are tweeting at AEW, like, loved the show. Like, that's Yeah, I've noticed that. And it's very uncomfortable. Because it's like, you're not going there. No, they're going to, the contracts they have now, I don't know, we shouldn't talk about this. This should be more of like a, if we do a Patreon exclusive on our state of the industry, who wants to hear the state of the industry from two stand-up comedians who are just going to talk about road gigs they did? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we don't know that much, but we know slightly more than Conrad Thompson. Oh, we know so much more, because even though I kind of look like him, except fucking buff as fuck. (laughs) Yeah, you also know know not to marry into the Flair family, because they're
0: clearly just after your money. Yes, they are. I would never. I would marry into the Blanchard family. Yeah, they don't. They don't need. They weirdly don't need your money because Tully didn't spend a dollar for ten years.
1: He just kept st- with this line of codeine. I the way, yeah,
0: he, he just kept Ugh. stealing money from people. Uh, where's my sandwich? <laughs> I ate it. It's mine.
1: Um, no, Tully, that was my sandwich. Yeah, no, no, it wasn't. Okay. No, Jesus came and told me that I like pills. What's weird about my
0: head is uh, when you see me in person, it looks a lot fucking smaller on, than it does on television. And then you realize, oh, it's just bloated because I just didn't drink water and I just did drying agents like cocaine and whiskey for about 15 years or eight. Good to know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking with this weird fucking uh, Minnesota accent, but I'm actually from Houston, but... Uh, I am and I do, so that's what's going on. Okay, all right.
1: (laughs) So, this is... I I love this quote by Billy Gunn. He said that uh, the physical altercations between Sean and Brett during their feud were like two chicks fighting. And that's something that, like... When Jim Cornette talks about the screw job and says, like, yeah, there was a clump of hair that was so big that Brett took out of Sean's head. And I was like, why was he grabbing his hair? I can, <laughs> t- uh, let me fucking tell you. I was there. It's me telling you. Because you think it was like, it was one of those fake till they make.
0: Brett, uh, here's the thing with Brett, though, is uh, Brett wasn't trained by Stu, though, guy. He was trained by Helen. And so he. Uh... <laughs> He doesn't know how to fucking fight like we do down here in Houston. All right, Tully Blanchard. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I, uh, I was just reading about this here uh, Me Too movement. Uh, Me Too. I'd like to fuck some of these girls.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Tully. Get Tully Blanchard.
0: Everybody. Yeah. Ah, uh, you know how some people are uh, woke. Uh, <laughs> Tully Blanchard here. Uh, I'm
1: asleep. <laughs> there you go, buddy. This is that's li- literally a lot of probably amateur stand up comedy that's happening yeah. right now as well. Yeah.
0: Hundred hundred I can I can literally picture the guy I know that would be doing these
1: jokes. His name Dylan Gott. Go ahead, Dylan. My jokes are way better than that. All my jokes are about leaving it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My sperm count per million is one million. Ooh, when it comes out it's like Elmer's glue. Uh, Yummy! yum Oh my yum, fucking yum, god. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> That's just off the top of my head. Given time, how good a joke could I write about Probably it? Probably pretty good. Um <laughs> So their first pay-per-view appearance was King of the Ring 1993 in an eight-man tag team match. And uh, from their debut until January, <laughs> this was 1994, they would fire the blanks with real guns until they got complaints. And this is a weird one, but they don't appear for on a pay-per-view for like over a year, essentially. In the fall of uh, nineteen ninety four, they started feuding with the aforementioned heavenly bodies, and sorry, the heavenly bodies are the ones that destroyed their cowboy hats. That's an old school feud. Yeah, and guess who was
0: involved in that feud? Jim Cornette. So obviously, that's where that idea came from. Probably remembered the Big Bubba Rogers thing. It was, Listen up, you fucking kids, we're gonna get your hands, and then I'm gonna go all right, I gotta go someone's gonna put power cords on my nipples. All right, yeah. <laughs>
1: But, like, they're just, like, a weird tag team where it's, like, they've wrestled the Heavenly Bodies, they face the Blue Twins, they have a dark match against the public enemy, which I wish I could Oh, don't you weird. just. Because it's just two nice men trying to have a match and then two bloated dudes from Philadelphia being, like, all right, then we've. Um. Okay, here's when I'm going to put you in a headlock to call spots. No, that's when you feed me my cokes. <laughs> They can't know I got coke, but you got to shovel a bunch of blow.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I got to ask for coke first though, started. if I want to. Hey, it's a thing.
1: If I'm gonna let Johnny rummage through the dumpster to find the needles and see how high whatever's in the needles gets us, I got to do some coke during the match.
0: The important thing to remember about me is I um I don't actually
1: have a home. <laughs> Worth the build-up. Yeah. (laughs) They feud with the uh, body Donnas, and this is where... This is now where... Ooh! We get... The Smoking Guns and Sonny, baby. So this
0: is Sonny. This is the height of Sonny in the WWE. She's still with Chris Candido. She's secretly having an affair with uh, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is building up to claim that Bret Hart is fucking her as well, which is the weirdest fuck. Like, imagine you're Chris Candido just sitting in the back, living your dream, and the two millionaires on the roster are like, this guy's fucking that guy's girlfriend. No, it's you. You're right. Like poor fucking Chris Candido.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know,
0: maybe he was. Of course. It. By the way, Dylan doesn't feel bad for him. Dylan's just like, well, maybe if his dick was thicker and his loads were like mine, have a fucking soul, That's Dylan. True. Have a fucking soul. Be an alpha. Be an alpha. Like you're what an mean? alpha. This is every
1: conversation between
0: Dylan and everyone. Dylan, do this. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm peeing. <laughs>
1: No, that's maybe Dylan Mendelson. Dylan got. Here's how it goes. Can you do this?
0: Yes, I can. I'm okay. peeing. Just give me 20 bucks. <laughs>
1: I'm peeing. I'm peeing. That's you every time. You're just always peeing. I pee my pants. I walk around in it. I like that. I'm
0: peeing again. I love peeing.
1: Change my diaper with your pussy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> So they're in the body donnas. Um, they start. I sh- should get more in depth about how the guns held the. Oh, sorry, uh, um, skipped over something. They held the. Uh, they held the tag team titles uh, until they lost them from Owen Hart and Yokozuna. I remember them vividly with the title. Well, like how, when,
0: why, who, what, way, where, why, when, why could be the reason.
1: I don't there were multiple time tag champions they were scheduled to p- compete in the vacant tag team t- or, sorry the tag team title tournament after Shawn Michael and Diesel the champions began feuding and then of course injuries prevented the guns from uh, entering however and they eventually beat the Sparky Plug and the 123 Kid for the belts and ended that whole um, nice little storyline and then they of course lose to Owen Hart and Yokozuna in 95 um, this is when they, they win the titles back and lose them February 15th, 1996. And Billy is of course forced to undergo neck surgery and they had to forfeit their titles. This happened during a spot in a match against the body Donna's where gun knocked sunny off the apron and then checked on her. And Tom Pritchard who was playing zip and the Donna's came off the top rope and hit gun right in the back of the neck shattering discs in the process and that sped up uh the pill times oh yeah this is this is because it's also this locker room is like i've got a
0: variety of injuries i probably should take some time off take some fucking somas and get in the fucking ring
1: okay yeah, this this was the biggest. I mean, this is theorized by your boy C. Hobson, but this is the second biggest contribution uh, to his pill problem. The first being the fact that he was inextricably linked to the road dog Jesse James, the pill head Billy Gunn. Yeah, no. Once you yeah, once you enter the the road dog factor, now it's time for some trouble. I mean, the New Age Outlaws would have been really good as pill dealers if that was their whole. They come out oh, you didn't know, and then he switches up his patter every week just by listing the pills he has in bulk and then selling them to the rednecks in the audience. I think that would have worked. Um, the other thing
0: that you have to remember about uh, Road dog Jesse James is he probably doesn't ask when it comes to giving
1: people pills. It's more just sort of like... <laughs> <laughs> you can't say no when you're asleep. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah.
0: My mouth's so dry. Oh yeah, I uh, crushed up a bunch of pills on one of your teeth and slowly scraped the dust into your nose.
1: Dun, 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 <laughs> dun. <laughs> oh, you didn't know? Yeah. I gave you so much codeine, buddy. Now you're going to drive. Um, now why, why? Now drive me to my house. Um now this also so
0: <laughs> The Smoking Guns eventually, the body donnas Sonny betrays the body donnas, and they get Cloudy, who is a boy dressed as a woman, hello, er, uh, late 90s, this was not only acceptable, it was literally the highest comedy got. (laughs) It's a man in a (laughs) dress. Jesus fucking Christ, that's good stuff.
1: Why don't we call him Cloudy? How about we call him That's Gross? Yeah. I don't know. That's Gross is probably a good nickname, but we'll go with Yeah, why don't we call
0: it Choke on Your Own Vomit? Because that's what you, this fucking freak should do. Um, I mean, we. that's probably, what. like history is not going to be too kind to, to us anyway, so maybe we should put that. Good point.
1: <laughs> so basically they start turning heel because they pair the smoking guns with um, Sunny. and here's the weird part, is they basically imply that uh, Sonny is Sunny and Billy are porking, but also make reference to Billy's real wife, and then basically at one point he goes, "But stop porking her! You're on your wife is." Here. What's weird is they also say the word pork a lot. Like they keep just being yeah, like,
0: yeah. "Oh, they're
1: porking! They're porking back there." The Godwins should be involved, but they're not because they're porking. We get it. You guys are just, like, fucking porking. But, like, your for real, legit wife is here, too, bro. Yeah, bro. That was a promo. Oh, Whoa, 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 whoa. Um,
0: sorry about that. Dylan had to go hang a mirror so he could look at his dreams. <laughs> he shattered the mirror. Ooh,
1: I do only do this podcast while I'm looking in the mirror yeah. now. Yeah, he Patrick Bateman's it. So let's talk about what happens. It's 1990. What is it? 1996 at this point. Yes. September 1996. What happens? The Hog, the Godwins double team Sunny and fucking Billy Jacks off. He does That's a lot food. of jacking
0: off in it. It's weird. <laughs> he like he's like you put it, you put it in. I don't want to even watch. I
1: just want to listen. <laughs> I just want to hear the noises. It's weird, but I'm into it anyway. Go on, Dylan. Oh, everyone's really into it. Oh yeah. So. This is a weird one, but they've been building up to Billy basically being the asshole the whole time, and instead of having Billy be the heel and Bart be the babyface, they kind of go Bart heel, Billy babyface, because Bruce Pritchard felt that Bart was more natural heel and Billy was more natural face, and they were wrong. Billy, of course, gets injured again. Boy, howdy were they. <laughs> Yeah, Billy gets injured again, and it's a weird thing where it's like, I can't think of another tag team like this, but I'm sure there is one where it's like, they're a tag team, I guess Enzo and Cass to a certain extent, were like, clearly they wanted to push Bart, or sorry, push Billy, and then uh, Billy gets injured, so they just kind of like, alright, Bart, your new match is against... Gardening, you're a gardener. Yeah, you're, you're going to wrestle in your house away from us. All right, I'll see you. <laughs> and then the new greatest gimmick of all time, baby Billy Gunn gets strapped with a rock. Well,
0: here's them. the interesting thing: is they also don't really do any sort of blow off between them. They have one, maybe two matches. They do that classic thing where it's like, you really need to make a whole thing of this.
1: Oh yeah, we do. Never mind. Yeah, the um kind of like the crime time breakup we talked about, where it's like one, there's two matches, JTG wins one, Shad wins one, and then they're back together two weeks later because they're like, actually, we don't know what to do, but instead, since it's the mid-90s, oddly, um, this is probably one of the only things you can say positive about the mid-90s in WWF is that they just move on, which, of course, and they just move on, Rockabilly's terrible. For those of you who don't know, it's Billy Gunn comes back, and you know what? This cowboy loves the fifties now, and they stick him with honky tonks. It's oh, man. the worst. As Jim Cornette once described it, he goes, "It's a gimmick managing a gimmick." There's no way for this to get over
0: because why are they even talking to each other?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And I kind of, I kind of agree. It's really fucking weird and really fucking stupid, and doesn't really make any fucking sense. Also, um. Like,
1: Honky Tonk Man was... Who came up with the gimmick?
0: I'm going to predict it was Vince
1: McMahon while listening to a Jerry Lee Lewis song. It was Vince McMahon because he wanted to put put a mouthpiece with Billy Gunn because he didn't think Billy Gunn could talk, so he put Honky Tonk Man with him. Honky Tonk Man can't be just a manager. He has to be the whole thing. It's also one of those things where it's like, it didn't work with... um Ted DiBiase being a manager, why the fuck do you think it's going to work with him? That's what I don't understand. Yeah. Because a manager has to be, like, neutral. He has to be basically a guy in a suit. You have to either play, A, his agent. You have to play his agent, his, like, an actual, like, music manager, like Jimmy Hart did, or you have to play, like, a version of a coach. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, those are the three types of managers. You can't be like, who's this guy who's guiding his career? Um, oh, that's a coke head. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> who's the guy guiding his career? Oh,
0: the guy who just left to go to two Carl's Juniors because one has better burgers, but the other one he feels the fries are fresher. He'll be back in a bit.
1: <laughs> this guy ordered a, uh, This guy ordered from Burger King, Wendy's, and McDonald's because he likes the milkshakes from one place, the burgers from one place, and the fries from another. <laughs> He's who I'm, who's directing my career.
0: Yeah, it's also very weird because Honky Tonk Man was a like was a heel but they don't really make him do any heelish things in this movie or in this movie. Puck, fuck me. In this it was a movie, you know, yeah, it was in, a movie, you yeah. idiot. <laughs> <laughs> in this run, shut the fuck up. Um <laughs> It's basically just he has a guitar kind of and they both wear denim jackets and it's uncomfortable. And occasionally he will do the Jim Cornette like ring announcer thing. Like why do put like Jim Cornette at the company? Put him with Jim Cornette for fuck's sake. I mean, it worked for Gun. Didn't it?
1: This guy's in the Midnight Express now. Yeah, and they, as we all know, went on to have a long, prosperous career. The Honky Tonk Man, for what it's worth, did not like Billy Gunn and thought he Of course. Of course
0: he did, because the Honky Tonk Man was like, I should be in the fucking New Age Outlaws. I'm New Age.
1: Oh, that would be so good. (laughs) Oh, you didn't know? Shut your damn mouth. Oh, you didn't know? One of these two wrestlers just took a shit because he couldn't figure out a toilet door. It's me. I just took a shit on the (laughs) ground. Doon-da-doon-do. Then you never should have changed the law that gave them their own water fountains. Doon-da-doon-do. <laughs> <laughs> He's being dragged away yeah.
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't know? One of these wrestlers refers to Trump as that guy who doesn't go far
1: enough in terms of policies towards immigrants. <laughs> But this is the kind of the thing I want to talk about before we close up this episode, because this is yes, one part one of six on Billy Gunn, is that Billy Gunn's entire career is owed to the fact that there weren't that many wrestling nerds back then. By which I mean, and we've seen it was just before, Dave Meltzer. It's just could Dave be Meltzer. A smoking gun. Yeah, it was. It could be. You could be rockabilly, and then the next week it's like, he's a fucking, he he is a good ass now. That's his character. And no one would question it. They would just roll with it because who cares? This is one part of our week rather than I'm going to try and leech off of how popular this is by saying a funny thing about it on Twitter. Oh, my God.
0: Imagine Mr. Ass debuting in the now of wrestling journalism. They... Oh, my, it would be mocked more than the wild card. And my God, does everyone love making jokes about the wild card where it's like, yeah, man,
1: they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. What do you want from me? Yeah. This old man who's trying to do nine things at yeah. once doesn't know what he's doing. Like the All-American Football League, the rival to the XFL just stopped halfway through the season and now he's still going to do the XFL of course he is because sports rights fees are through the roof so he's just fucking patching together some sort of league and trying to make it work like of course this guy's going to have a bad idea he had a bad idea with Rockabilly in 1990 he had a bad bad idea with what he wanted to call Wrestlemania which was Colossal Tussle
0: no there's another one Hulkamania
1: (laughs) kids under 13 that was the real name
0: he, that's the only part I don't believe. <laughs> he wanted it to rhyme. Yeah, he didn't like. He doesn't like. We all know he doesn't like rhyming. Anyway, go ahead, Dylan. So Rockabilly needs a wrestling uh, opponent. Uh, the roadie is just around a bit. So they're like, uh, they're both tertiary involved in music. They don't like each other. There we go. That's it. There, you you wrestle each other.
1: They wrestle each other. That's literally they wrestle it.
0: each other for a bit, and then they just attack honky tonk man and form a tag team get this this is the original name for the tag team by the way the music boys
1: <laughs> i don't know it's 100 percent true, true. they were
0: that. like they're they're into music and they're boys and then they were like actually we're outlaws and vince man was like i don't care at this point i'm too busy just trying to
1: fucking figure out where brett is and who's screwing me that, all right so Here's what I'm going to, we're going to stop the episode there and uh, we'll be carrying on next week with part two of Billy Gunn and I will say my piece on the New Age Outlaws, which is, uh, let's just say, it's a bit of a hot take. What's the best part of Billy Gunn's career in this part of it, John? What's the best part of the first, what, like fucking four years of his career? The denim jacket he wears is rockabilly. That's true. He just got a jacket from Levi's, which I was like... You're spending a bit of money, Billy. And he bedazzles it. the back of it that says rockabilly. It's really fun. The fact that he bedazzled himself for something he knew wasn't going to be good is It's great stuff. To be. He probably had to learn how to bedazzle. Yeah. It's not like his wife was going to do it. They were minutes away from a divorce. <sighs> part of me, if I bedazzled my own jacket and everyone's like, that's stupid gimmick. And I'd be like, yeah, plus that bedazzled jacket. Oh, that part was good. Yeah like i'd be so pissed that took me four hours you fucking loser what the fuck have you bedazzled bitch? i think the best i think the best uh part of it was the smoking guns finishing move which was it it wasn't it
0: just the devastation device it wasn't it just demolitions finishing move
1: no, because here's what demolitions was a um, was a backbreaker, and the smoking guns was a side slam leg drop, and Billy Gunn, goddamn man, could move. They were they were, fair point. Dylan wins. I love I love finishing moves where you combine two moves. They're all great. Uh, worst part of Billy Gunn. Go ahead. I mean, you gotta say it. You gotta say it. Yep. Say it. They didn't have a threesome with his wife and son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the worst part. I want to see. Can't that argue bit. with that. Dylan got for the win
0: on this one, ladies and gentlemen. Come back next week when it's the New Age Outlaws. <laughs> no, you have to say you have to say what the worst part is now. Worst part? His fucking mullet when he's in the smoking guns and his facial hair. Wrong. It's
1: actually no, wrong. it's not wrong. It's so right. What's the worst part? We can say it together. Okay. One, two, three. Bart yeah, Gun, very good. I was gonna actually. <laughs> God bless Bart Gun, but he was like, he was just a, he was just a beefcake who wasn't. Yeah, he didn't wrestling. smother Bart Gun and just yell your fault into the camera. <laughs> um, so that's it. And then next week we'll do Billy Gun Part Two, The New Age Outlaws, which was also. And then we'll, of course, have the James gang later on because it's six parts, guys. This guy's getting more parts than Hulk Hogan, so help us go. It's so great.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we'll speak to you next week. We look forward to the emails now that you realize it's going to be six parts, and you guys are so happy you're (laughs) sending us nudes of your girlfriends.
1: Yes, or boyfriends. Yeah, either way,
0: we're equal opportunity.
1: Thanks very much. See you next week. Suck my penis. Show us what you pee from. (laughs)